Welcome to episode 81 of the Sports Corner Podcast, being recorded right here on May 16th, 2022. It's another week of no football to talk about, but we're going to try to make it through. Glad that you're here to listen and follow along with us. It's going to be a great night here on the Sports Corner Podcast. Glad that we're doing this thing. Steven, how are you? I am so, so well tonight. Well, that's great. I'm very happy to hear that. I appreciate that. Um, Life's going well, yeah? Yeah, man. It's good. Uh, we are one week closer to football. That just seems mm-hmm. right, doesn't it? It doesn't seem wrong. Well, I have some uh, some some scheduling notes for uh, for football whenever we get there. So I'll let Good. you do your glad to hear your rundown there. Sure, let's talk about it. If you are listening to this podcast right now, you've already found us. You know that we stream live on twitch.tv slash pastornick86 every Monday night, and we thank you for knowing that, for following the stream. Perhaps you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, in which case you know that we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere else. And we appreciate you listening to us on that app. However you have found us, we would politely ask you to leave us a great positive review, five-star rating, etc., etc. Help us to grow the show. That's right. We want to grow the show. So you can find us on those favorite podcast apps uh, at Sports Corner. Uh, or at the Sports Corner podcast, rather. Uh, we are on social media at Sports Corner 865 on both Facebook and Twitter. Steven is at Stephen McCoy 23. I am at Pastor Nick 86. Leave us that five-star review. If you write something that passes the filters, we'll read it here on the show. You will get your moment of infamy. Okay? We love it. Uh, other than that, just join the Discord. Um, the link to that is going up in the chat. It's also in the show notes. What a great way for you to connect with us and be able to chat with us live about breaking sports news, breaking life news, etc., etc., etc. Stephen, have you gone on to um, Spotify and given us a five-star ranking yet? I'm not on Spotify. Do you have to have an account to do that? I don't think so. I don't think you have to have. I don't know. I have an account, so. Um, Speaking of, how many uh, reviews do we have right now? Well, the same we've had every other time, like four, Stephen. Okay. If we get to ten, will you agree to do a fully shaved beard? No. Come on. If we get to 100 five-star reviews, I will shave my beard. 25. 100. We're at four. Well, that's a big goal then, isn't it? We'll never get to 100. Okay. Well, if we get to 25, will you shave your head? Sure. Okay. 25 reviews, Stephen shaves his head. 100, I shave my beard. No. Yes. You shave your beard and I shave my head. I value my beard more than you value your hair, apparently. I'm willing to help this podcast grow. You didn't review the podcast for three years. I tried to use that as a tool and it didn't work. So I'm thinking maybe. Why would that work? Why would that possibly be a good idea? Because I was like, I'll wait and I'll be the fifth. And then nobody would ever do the fourth. So I just did Getting the analytics to in front of people. Like if we're a higher rated podcast, more people will see our show. And you're like, I'm just going to hold off until more people do it. For the record, let's go look at. 
who has given us reviews. Because I have a feeling we have some people that uh, haven't given us reviews and we, they, they need to do that. Listen, I'm not going to browbeat our beautiful listening audience our, when our it took one of the co-hosts three years to review the podcast. Have you reviewed it? No. Me? I was the first. What are you talking about? Maybe. I reviewed it. And we have six ratings now. Well, I might have just been guessing when I said four. We got one from Not Jameis. Yeah, that's our most recent one. Yeah, this is a great pod. Yeah. Hey, yeah, so we'll take you. it. It's analytics. Get scammed, James. It says we have six uh, six ratings. Well, only one, two, three, four. Only four, four, four are Four people like, wrote reviews. Six people. Correct. Two others just six gave us drop that five stars, which is yeah. fine. That's all I care about is your five stars. You don't have you yes. don't have to write anything. You That's just fair. have to take time out of your life and go rate us five stars. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this weekend sports? Yeah, I don't. I don't see how I possibly could be. Is it going to take a long time? Uh, I don't know. We're currently five minutes and 25 seconds into this podcast. Is there a chance we can be done with it in 13 more minutes? The whole podcast? Yeah. That's a really short show. Yeah. You you ready for this week in sports? I'm ready. Hit the button. Okay. Don't don't forget. Six seconds. It's seven seconds. Whatever. Here we go. It's starting now. And now. This week in sports with your host, Stephen McCoy. All right. This week in sports. The Tennessee baseball team is officially the SEC regular season champs with three games to spare. They will travel to Mississippi State next week before entering postseason play. With the win... Tennessee now has the now has now won the SEC championship in women's soccer, men's basketball, and regular season baseball. So uh, we are looking at you football for some big things in the fall. On the other side of the diamond, the OU softball team dropped just their second game of the season on Saturday, but it was a costly one. Oklahoma State upset the Sooners four to three in the Big 12 championship game to rob them of the title. But fear not, Sooner fans. Oklahoma has since entered the NCAA tournament as the unanimous number one overall seed and looks to make a run at the title that really matters for them. In the MLB, the Cincinnati Reds have had a very rough start to the season, but they finally had a highlight. Or so they thought. On Sunday, the Reds threw a combined no-hitter behind seven and a third innings and 118 pitches from their starting pitcher Hunter Green. Uh, 118 pitches is the most in the majors this year but they became just the sixth team in MLB history to still lose in that no-hitter. The Pirates scored on a fielder's choice in the eighth to take a 1-0 victory, Um, and perhaps the worst part of all of it is the Reds do not even get credit for the no-hitter because they did not pitch the ninth inning. So eight innings of no-hit baseball, you lose one to nothing, you get no credit for no-hitter. Just an all-around rough time to be a Reds fan. The NFL has finally announced their schedule on Thursday night um, because they feel like they need to do that, apparently. Um, and there's some pretty cool games coming up this year. Uh, in week one, we get uh, the Bills at the Rams and what could be a Super Bowl preview. We also get Broncos at Seahawks. So Russ goes back to Seattle in week one. Moving on, the Chiefs go to the Buccaneers in week four. And then uh, toward the end of the season, you have Rams at Chargers in an L.A. matchup. That comes in week 17 with 
some likely jockeying for some positioning. And then uh, I put as another note, any of the AFC West matchups will be must-watch TV this fall. Uh, the AFC West has a record 19 combined primetime games. Uh, over in the MLB, where conference finals are set, Nick, we have the number four seed Dallas Mavericks, who upset Phoenix uh, last night in Game 7, taking on the three-seeded Golden State Warriors. They got by Memphis after John Morant went down with injury. And then in the East, we have the one-seed Miami Heat and the two-seed Boston Celtics. Boston winning in Game 7 yesterday over the Milwaukee Bucks behind a very strong performance from Tennessee boy Grant Williams. In the college football world, record-setting former Arkansas head coach Chad Morris has resigned after just one season back in the Texas high school football world in hopes of getting back into college football. Uh, not sure who's going to take that chance, but hey, Chad Morris wants to get back into college football. And finally, and this is kind of where I want to spend maybe a little bit of time talking after this, Nick Saban has made headlines after joining Paul Feinbaum's show where he said, one of the things I would like to see us be able to work back to is everything in college football has always had parity. These comments come in reference to the current NIL landscape where things seem to be murky at best, but uh, maybe Nick Saban needs to brush up on his history uh, if he thinks that college football has always had parity. Okay, that is this week in sports. A lot of things going on, NBA playoffs. I appreciate your advanced look into the NHL playoffs as well, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, a couple um, of big, like big starts, stories that you missed, though. Should we talk about them at all? Sure. Sure. Uh, Tom Brady took a little bit of heat today mm-hmm. okay. um, as he posted some uh, images of him riding a bike or motorized scooter or something like that okay. through the streets of New York City. Okay. Uh, not wearing a helmet. Wow. Now, not against the law to not wear a helmet. You're not required to in New York City, but, uh, you know, a couple of fans understandably concerned about their $300 million plus quarterback that just re-signed. So, suit up, Tom. You're an old man. You could fall and break a hip, let alone crack your noggin. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. Steven, what it is. Steven, did you see uh, the news that Fox has offered him a twenty-five million dollar deal? Yeah, he's gonna be one of the highest paid, the highest paid ever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that comes that contract is more than any of his NFL contracts have ever paid him per season. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe they're trying to say like, dude, actually retire. You know, like we're going to uh, incentivize you to stay retired next time. Did we ever talk about that? A rumored article on what happened with Tom Brady and I kind of chalked that up to a QAnon ex- conspiracy. I mean, it's possible, so. but I liked it. I liked the theory. Mm-hmm. Okay, you said there's another story. Let's say other story. Um, well, super important. Legendary yeah. wrestler Ric Flair is going to return to the ring in Knoxville. Oh, uh, is he going to uh, wrestle Glenn Jacobs? Uh, probably wouldn't surprise me. But actual kind of news, um, USC has landed themselves a four-star recruit. Safety Braxton Myers has committed to the Trojans. He did so okay. on CBS Sports HQ. So he was okay. one of the defense, defensive, top defensive backs in the 2023 class. He is headed to USC to be with okay. old Lincoln Riley. So 
Some good recruiting news there for Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln Riley's making uh, all the headlines right now. He went he, to uh, went to a game the other day. Dodgers game, maybe? He threw the first pitch, yeah. Yeah, good for him. Did a good job. Did fine. Do you think USC's going to be any good? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be improved for sure. I think they'll be I fine. Mean, it's not hard to win that conference, but... It's not. It's about as easy yeah. as it could be, but... Yeah. There's, I mean, so, you got to go up, you, right? What, what did you think about Nick Saban's comments? Um, you, I'll read you the quote again. One yeah. of the things I would like to see us be able to work back to is everything in college football has always had parity. Yes. Is I mean, that even remotely true? I don't know. You know, in one sense, it kind of makes complete sense. Um, because if you go back, Stephen... And you look at, you know, the college national championship. Um, you know, and let's go back a couple years before this NIL deal kind of hit. So 2020, Alabama. 2019, yeah. LSU. Yeah. Clemson, Alabama. Clemson, Alabama. Ohio yeah. State, Florida State, Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Auburn, <laughs> Alabama. Florida, LSU. Florida. Okay, that's all the way back to 2006. Yeah. I think we heard a kind of repetitive thing there. First of all, Alabama themselves was on it a lot. Outside yeah, of that Alabama was just the winners. Being, yeah, true. Outside of Alabama being on it a lot, you had um, a kind of repetition of some other schools. Clemson was on it multiple times. Uh, you heard some Blue Bloods like Ohio State or um, uh, LSU was on there twice. Um, and so, I don't know what he's talking about parody. Um I guess maybe that was like everyone had the chance to illegally get players in an equal way. Yeah. Something like know. that. I don't I don't quite understand what he's trying to say. Like, first of all, do you not remember a year ago when you announced that your quarterback who hadn't even taken a snap yet had gotten <laughs> over a million dollars in NIL deals? And you're gonna tell me that you're worried about parody? I don't get it. Yeah, well doesn't make a lot of sense. Why are you using your brain right now? Come on. Um, for the record, uh, Alabama loses but plays for the title in 21. Alabama um, loses but plays for the title in 2018. Or 20, yeah, sorry, 20, yeah. 2018 season in 2019, whatever. Right. Yeah. Alabama loses in 17 but plays for the title. I mean, even when they haven't won it, they've been there. So let's not pretend yeah, that. For a team that consistently is in the top five of recruiting, yeah. For a team that has won more national championships than they've lost in the last decade, um, I just don't think I understand. Well, I mean, unless he's trying to talk for the little guy here, but it seems. Let's like also little... let's let's take this down a scale. Until this past season, where I would argue there's more parity currently in college football than there has been. Um, how many straight? Uh, Big Tens had uh, Ohio State won. How many straight yeah. ACC championships had Clemson won? Right. I mean, How that's many straight about going Big Twelve it. championships had Oklahoma won. Yeah. Like all of these teams have won six, seven or- in a Oregon, row. Oregon had, you know, won more than yeah. they hadn't over there in the Pac-12. I mean, yeah. we, like we the same about that five teams are winning. Every- mm-hmm. It's there is no there is no parity. I mean. Last year was the most parity we've had, and it comes after NIL is 
announced, right? And obviously, it's that was still early. A lot of things hadn't really settled in yet, and they still haven't. But uh, this this argument that that he's trying to make, and it's been rumored, and we talked about it a little bit last week that Saban and Kirby Smart are kind of spearheading this, you know, anti NIL world that we're in, or at least um, regulated NIL world that we're trying to get to, um, and. Well, People can dismiss that, but Nick Saban's kind of doubling down right here. Didn't the overall like number one recruit sign with uh, uh, Deion Sanders? Jacksonville State, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a non-Power 5 school got the number one overall recruit, and we could discuss whether or not that's a good thing. Not that, he, you know, if he wants to choose to go there to whatever, but yeah. we know that he went there for money. So we yeah. can make the argument of whether or not this is a good thing or not, because you go down there for money and you go down there to play with Deion Sanders, both of those things might dry up in a year or two, and I guess you're just going to transfer because the portal is what it is. But uh, So yep. there's probably an argument of whether or not yeah. this is good or not, but you certainly, the, the argument can't be is it's leading to, um, you know, it's taking away the parity from, uh, right. from the game, right? Like that's obviously not, seemingly is not what it's doing. Now, maybe and you know what I'll, I'll have to give Nick Saban a little bit of credit here because the one thing that we have said about Nick Saban is he is a forward thinker and he is oh, he is not someone that sticks his you know heels in the mud and gets dragged along that dude stays two steps ahead of everything else and yeah. maybe maybe he's seeing this 5 years down the line and he's going to say hey do you want you know, right now you might be able to have this school that, you know, let's say, let's say, you know, Iowa State has this one big booster who created the can opener and they're able to go get a couple of big, you know, recruits for a couple of years. Uh, but that's going to dry up. Whereas you have a school like USC or Texas or, you know, Miami or whatever that have, you know, Apple as someone that supports their school or, yep. you know, Nike, a well that is not going to run dry. And not only that, but they have five others that just make just as much. Like here comes USC sponsored by Facebook, Twitter, you know, Starlink and all this. Well, and so maybe what he's saying is you might think this is going to lead to less parity, um, but really what's going to happen or, you know, more parity, whatever. But what's going to happen is in six years, there are going to be three schools that are competing because they're paying everyone on their roster $200,000 a year to be there. Well, and I certainly think that that is um, a potential reality, right? We could be heading toward that. But let's not pretend that that hasn't illegally been happening, happening over the past several years. But also, I've called for more reform. You know, I, and I've said from the jump, let's let this thing settle down. It will calm down at some point whether it be via the rules or whether it be just the natural cycle of, hey, it's not realistic to keep play paying these guys a quarter million dollars every year, right? Like, eventually that money well is going to dry up. So I don't think this is going to be a long-term issue. Um, I pulled up 24-7 sports well, player that's rankings. What I'm, for this that's kind of what I'm saying, though, is, you know, Johnson's Diners, or a more realistic you know, thing for the people living here in East Tennessee, right? Pals suddenly driving or whatever sponsoring yeah. a player. Yeah. That well's going to dry up when they realize we can't keep doing this and make our profit margin. Uh, dude who graduated from UCLA, but now has 
a multi-billion dollar tech agency, he doesn't care about writing off $10 million a year. So eventually it's going to lead to one or two or three or four or however many teams, but certainly less than there are overall, that say, you know what? Sorry, Tennessee. You know, the Haslam's money's dried up. You can't go pay another quarterback $6 million to come play. But USC can. But Texas can. Um, so, I mean, maybe, like I said, maybe Nick Saban is playing this 5D chess and sure it looks like hypocrisy now, but this dude might be the one trying to save college football. Maybe, but listen, I think that something needs to be done. We got to fix something, but what I don't think is that there's this huge, College football's ending as we know it. I, I think all of this is going to calm down. My issue, again, and I talked about it last week, is why the NCAA did not have a plan in place from the jump, right? Why are we reacting to this instead of being proactive to this whenever we knew what was coming, right? Like, we knew this was going to happen. We knew players were going to be allowed to be paid, and it's just it's not happening. But the other issue is, you know, everybody's mad about, well, it's because they're allowed to transfer for free. It's because their players are chasing more money elsewhere, right? And coaches are the ones leading this charge. Isn't that exactly what coaches do? Isn't that what a coach does every offseason is Mike Gundy flirts with Tennessee to get more money to either leave or to stay at his school? So why are these coaches mad that a player's going to do that? Which, again, I have an issue with tampering or you leaving you know Jordan Addison leaving Pitt to go find a better offer I have a problem with that but coaches just sound so hypocritical when they say this that's literally what they're doing I mean not the first time coaches or anyone in the position of power has been hypocritical though right I'm just saying you know I also find it funny I pulled up the top 10 in um, the player rankings currently still very early in the 2022 cycle or 2023 cycle um, currently, Arch Manning uncommitted down to rumored to be Georgia and Tennessee with Alabama having an outside chance. Malachi Nelson committed to USC. Hormani McLean, number three, um, heavily favored to Florida. David Hicks, Texas A&M. Dante Moore, between Michigan and Oregon. Nicholas Iomalieva, Tennessee. Caden Proctor, Iowa. I, all of these, there's not, Alabama didn't show up until 23 for committed players. Do you think that's coincidental? Obviously, I don't think Nick Saban likes that. You know, I don't think he likes seeing that. I also don't think there's a very big chance that Tennessee lands both Arch Manning and their other stud quarterback. So, well, I'm not. It's Texas and Georgia. They they already oh, have said their Tennessee and Georgia. Oh, sorry, Texas. I was like, oh. Um, last year, the top-rated recruit that um, Alabama signed came in at number seventeen. So, you know, we're looking at back-to-back years after this has become legal that Alabama has struggled just a bit in the recruiting world. So, I'm just saying, yeah, I, I think that, that he has um, he has motives to his to his reasoning here. I'm not foolish enough to think that he doesn't have motives, and I'm not foolish enough to think that he is not acting on those motives to an extent. But I do think that this guy is far enough in his career and legendary status enough as a coach that when he talks about an issue he sees in the game of football, 
uh, it's worth listening to and seeing what truthful merit might be there. Um, so, I don't know. I just don't think he has many miles left, you know, for him. I've to... heard from a couple, not, not me, I guess I've read, I've seen grumblings that we could have a um, Jay Wright at Villanova, the basketball coach that retired after the season, that um, he would not be shocked if Nick Saban hung it up after this season. Just, I mean, not not full of fanfare, just kind of got there and said, you know what? Time to be done. I'm just, I'm, I'm done. And so, obviously that's speculation, but. Right. It wouldn't surprise me either. Been, and I think that's a Nick Saban way to do it. I know a lot of people don't like Nick Saban and. You know, it's easy to vilify the team that just wins, wins, wins. But, you know, I really think Nick Saban is probably a pretty stand-up, like, I don't know, college football mind. And he doesn't seem too arrogant. Maybe I'm wrong about that. We've talked about it time and again. But the, the amount of change college football has seen over the last, we'll say, just decade is greater than any other decade in history, right? Would you, would you agree there? Yeah, seems to seem like it. We we've changed and changed and changed and changed. Instead of you know, it's not been one major change. It's been several several big changes. And the fact that he has consistently been at the top, usually on the front edge, he's took a little longer to adapt to the the kind of spread offense and and the the fast pace and all that. Um, Kiffin kind of helped bring that to him. Um, but this this guy has won in every facet of this new world that we this new college football world we live in. So there is no argument for me who the greatest coach of all time is. I mean, yes, Bear Bryant and did it with with all of you know he he was one of the winningest of all time and and he was dominant. But he's doing this at a time where none of the issues that Nick Saban is dealing with he had to deal with. He also had seven hundred people on scholarship because he put people on. Swimming scholarships and all of that. So, um, you know, I agree with you in the fact that, you know, if he's saying this, there's probably multiple sides to it, right? He, he probably is, you know, a lot of people like to say when Nick Saban says something, he's issuing a warning shot. He's not whining. Um, and maybe that's the case, but um, certainly interesting that as he says all this, Alabama seems to be maybe losing that edge. We've said that for the last several years, and then they come back and win a national title. I was going to so. say, I mean, they won the national championship in 2020. They played for it in 2021. Yeah. It's hard to say that they're taking a step back, right, at this point. I mean, I mean it seems a little seems a little unfair and knee-jerk. It, it would be a step back if they weren't to win it this year, right? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> they don't often go multiple years without winning it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what plays out there. For sure. Uh, again, I just think that, no doubt about it, I mean, Alabama probably hurts from this change more than a lot of other organizations and schools, but I also think that Alabama probably has enough money in the short term to keep them going through as long as Nick Saban wants to be there. Th- that This is one of those schools that I do think that eventually some of the you know, donors' money might dry up because it's not... And I don't know. I don't know what their donor base is. Maybe they got a couple of real deep pockets there. But, you know, A&M has a lot of oil money. And that can last longer than, you know, some of this other money. Um, Tech industry out there for some of those West Coast schools. Nike out there for Oregon. That's some deep money that's not going to dry up as quick. And maybe Alabama's money will dry up a little bit quicker. But 
My assumption is that as long as Nick Saban is your head coach, it probably doesn't dry up. So that's why I think that when he says this, sure, he's probably talking about, hey, my team hasn't been in the top recruiting as it used to be. But I think he's also saying, look out for what this could become uh, in a matter of time. So Interesting topic, though. It, it ties back in very closely to what we were talking about a week ago with some of these NIL changes and the rules that the NCAA is starting to hand down. And you've said it, and I've said it both, that it's not a perfect system yet, um, but hopefully it's something that we can continue to work and mold to make it better. Um, but time will tell. Certainly. Give me your uh, Orioles minute. Um, You know, going up against the Yankees again for another series – We've split series with them so far this year. Only, only um, played them 37 times already. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, the Yankees are kind of hot right now, so this is a bad time to have to go up against them again. Yankees um, are scorching you know, hot right now. The, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we can put some ice on it. Our struggle just continues to be our pitching. Hitting's been doing better, um, although you know against the Yankees' hot pitching right now, it's not looking great tonight. 4-1 was the last score I saw a couple minutes ago. Um, but you know, never Cubs say never. Cubs are four and six in the last ten, one two straight. Well, up nine zero right now on the Pirates. Uh huh. You could sure. be up nine zero on the Pirates by yourself, though. We're back, baby. I've heard that before. We're not back. I've heard that before. <laughs> That's funny. What's yeah, our topic? So too. Our top. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Let's hit it. I mean, unless you have another sports topic you want to talk about. No, no, I think we're good to go. I I love this. I love this. This is great. We've got a great topic for you tonight. Yeah. We are talking about what is better to eat as a delicious, sweet dessert. Okay. Is it the cake or is it the pie? I got to tell you, um... If we're going to argue this, yeah, I can't argue cake. Well, then you better roll well. I hate cake. Like, we'll say... Despise cake. We're going to say the top roll, since you think pie is better, we'll say top roll gets to argue pie. Okay? Okay. All right. I rolled a seven. That's just great. Oh, boy. That might not be great for you, my friend. All right. 13! Let's go! Honestly, I probably would rather make the argument for cake, but just taking away you being able to make the argument for pie. I'll roll so again. Worth it. Yeah. Roll again. Natural roll one. to one. Yeah. yeah. That's what you get for trying to cheat the die. Um. Well, was it cheating the die? I was just wondering uh, if I can three of that would, time. I'll, 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 that. I'll defer. To, would you like to make your opening argument first? Uh, sure. I don't even know where to go with this. Wow. I don't, Easiest I don't eat W cake. of my life. All right, here we go. All right. So cake. Obviously, with both cake and pies, you have different flavors, right? You do. You can do apple, or you can do cherry, or you're arguing pumpkin, cake. or whatever for pie, right? Sure. For the cake, you think well, you're kind of limited, right? You can have you know red velvet, you can have chocolate, you can have okay. vanilla, strawberry. Right. You kind of run out of options pretty quick. 
But what you don't think about is you can do cookie cake. Okay. You can do ice cream cake. Can't be an ice cream cake, right? There's all kinds of different types of cake. Dirt cake, which is basically Oreo goodness. There's all kinds of different types of cake. Cake is much more versatile. You can eat it when it's hot, when it's cold. Really only want pie when it's, when it's cold, right? You want a nice piece of warm pie. Cakes, cakes open anytime. Nothing but cake. There's not nothing but pie. There's no nothing but pie. Cake in the chat versatile. saying he needs to look into this dirt cake. Here's why, you, here's why you don't. It's not cake. Yes, it is. It's in the name. Cupcakes oh. for, the, for the smaller bite size on the go pieces. There's so many options. Cake is more versatile and that it makes cake superior to pie. Okay. That's all I got. That's, that's all I got. Your argument was that it's more versatile when literally there are probably fewer things more versatile than pie. That's not true. Yeah, because listen, I can go a nice fruit pie and I've got variety there. I can have an apple pie. I can have a cherry pie. I can have a peach pie. I can have a blackberry pie. I can have a strawberry pie, right? And then I can go and say, oh, maybe I don't want a fruit pie. Maybe I want, you know, something a little bit kind of different. I'm going to go and get, you know, like a buttercream pie or I'm going to get like a pudding pie, which by the way, pudding pie, not real. You're, you're, okay, you're gonna you're gonna say dirt cake is a real thing. Define to me your yeah. recipe of dirt cake, real quick. Define dirt cake. Yeah, because if you're about to ex describe chocolate pudding, whipped cream, and crushed up Oreos, that's not a cake. Thirty-two ounces of chocolate sandwich cookies with cream filling, Oreo. One ounce packaged cream cheese, softened. One half cup butter, softened. One half that's cup confectioner sugar. Three and a half cups of milk. One container frozen whipped topping two packages instant vanilla pudding mix that is more a pie than a cake it's not we can put little gummy worms in it it does not make something a cake it's it's in the that name does, that does not even count does it say dirt pie you know what else does, i can have with the pie does it say dirt pie you know what else i can have with the pie what's that i could have a chicken pot pie I can have a beef and gravy pie for my Australian friends. Don't you do. I can have a shepherd's pie. Okay. I can have a shepherd's cake. This podcast no, is over. There's no chicken pot cake. Sir, podcast I could literally I could literally make a multi-course meal out of just pie. You can have a multi-course meal out of just cake? No. It would no, be healthy, can't. but you could do it. I'm talking about a real meal here. I can have a chicken pot pie for dinner. And then an apple pie. And listen, I've not even touched on what the about, fact. I've what not about even, a beefcake? I've not even... Rice cake? That's the same thing. Rice um, cake? I haven't even touched on if the you're fact. you're claiming chicken pot pie, I can, I can claim beefcake and rice cake. I'll give you rice cake? I'm not going to give you beefcake. Sure. You've never eaten a beefcake in your life, have you? <laughs> no, I don't eat cake of any sort. <sighs> There's nothing more American than apple pie. When you, you think, did. when you think of the Fourth of July, what do you think of? Me? You think of apple pie. You think of Thanksgiving. Think of, what do people think of? They think of pumpkin pie. I think of turkey. Let's pump the brakes on that one. We're talking about the dessert here. I'll give you. I guess. I guess you can get birthday shortcake. Okay. How many? How many people have birthdays a year? Everyone. Well, not everyone. 
and people die before before their birthday. Okay, in the here. let's get let's get morbid here. Okay, so like one person with six of their friends get to eat a piece of cake. Thanksgiving, every American is eating apple pie. Every birthday, like twenty five people are eating a cake. That happens every day, like every you, single I like day. How you, I like how you think that there are like twenty five people in the world that have a birthday on a given day. What? You're like, every day, 25 people are eating cake because it's their birthday. No, like 25 people at the birthday how many, party. How many people are you having at your parties? That's how many people are at my parents' house on a given Sunday afternoon. Oh, that's fair. But that's because they don't have personal <laughs> boundaries or space. <laughs> we didn't even get into cheesecake. Which is probably more of a pie than a cake. It's not called cheese pie. That would be disgusting. I'm just you're saying, just, you're just you just want to claim things that have pie in the name, but you everything that has cake in the name, you just claim it's a pie. This is not this is not fair. You are you have rigged the system. I've not rigged the system. You first of all, you gave me the short end of the straw, and now you're cheating. I didn't so. give you nothing. The dice gave it to you. That's why we let the dice figure things out. I'm just saying, doing mm -hmm. it, it. Google image search. For, well, actually, don't. Don't do a cake. Google image search for beefcake. Yeah, it's a lot don't, of... Don't do it. <laughs> Is that even a real food? Do I have to I edit know. this whole part of the podcast out? There, I don't know. There is a meat cake. I literally, I, had to, I literally had to Google beefcake food to make something pop up, and none of it looks like good. Something It looks like dog food. It does look disgusting. So great. This is what you want to hang delicacy. This is what you want to hang your W on? Oh, I'm hanging my W on the fact that cake is more versatile and you eat it more often than pie. How is it more versatile? There are like six kinds of cake. Yeah, okay. You you're just trying to stretch the definition of cake. Oh, you can have a cookie cake. No, that's a cookie, sir. That's a cookie with icing it's, because you want diabetes. That's not Okay. Okay. Okay, so if we ever have the argument, what's better, a cookie or a brownie, don't you dare, don't you dare come in and saying, well, you can have a cookie cake, you don't have a brownie cake, because I'll say, no, sir, a cookie cake is a cookie, have is, is, a is a cake, according to you. Is that what you want? Cake. Is that cookie what you cake want? cake is a cookie and a cake simultaneously. No, you don't get to have it both ways. It's literally in the name. It the has cookie to be, cake. It has to be one or the other. It has to be one or the other. Okay. So, oh, oh, so, so your okay, argument. So we're gonna we're gonna say, oh, best kind of cheese, cheddar. And you're like, no, cheesecake. It's in the name. It's cheese. Cheesecake is both cheese and cake. Oh my gosh. It it's in the name. It is made out of cheese. Am I wrong? What kind? I don't know. Cream cheese, right? Yeah, cream cheese. We're ending this podcast. Do you have any closing words on your terrible take of cake? No. Cake's cake's terrible. It's awful. I don't like cake. I don't eat cake. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 81 of the Sports Corner Podcast. Another week waiting for football to return. Hey, we're a week closer, right? Until then, be sure to follow us on our favorite social medias. Be sure to rate our podcast five stars. Join the Discord. Join the conversation. Get on Twitter. Tell Stephen how wrong he was about everything he said tonight, most especially about his take on cake. 
It was about the worst thing you could ever hear. Until next time, I'm Nick. That's Steven. This is the Sports Corner Podcast. It sucks. <laughs>